Today's show is brought to you by Active. Active is a fabulous app and robust online community that allows you access to top-notch, motivating personal trainers who guide you through an audio-based workout that is timed to your choosing with fun, perfectly synchronized music. I like to think of it like Netflix for fitness. Active gives members unlimited access to their entire bank of high-end trainer-led workout classes. If you're looking for fresh, high-quality, on-the-go, motivating workouts that adapt to your lifestyle, I highly recommend Active. In fact, if you head over to the Curator Playlist section of Active, you will see a familiar face. I chose seven of my favorite Active workouts so that you can kind of get a sneak peek into my own routine. Everything from well-rounded mix of intense cardio to restorative serenity. I hope you enjoy it. And then because they're just the best, Active is even offering Fed and Fit listeners a free 30-day trial when you sign up for a monthly subscription at www.aaptiv.com. Be sure to enter the promo code FEDANDFIT, one word, at checkout, and your first 30 days are on the house. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. My name is Cassie Joy Garcia. I am your hostess, and I am so thrilled to be chatting with you today. <laughs> today is another very special reverse interview where I invite Fed and Fit readers and listeners who've written in with fabulous questions to come on the show so we can talk about it and we can record the conversation. <laughs> and they are gracious enough to accept my invitation um, to come on, and and we just had, like to have a nice little conversation. And I choose these folks, or I invite these certain folks to come on, because if you're new here, just give you a little background information on these reverse interviews, because I find that there are many questions that are asked or uh, that can lead down a rabbit hole. Um, that's that's a common question that maybe I get it a lot. Um, I see these these concepts come up over and over again. Or maybe I just believe at the heart of it that someone else could benefit from this kind of exchange. So that's exactly what we're doing today. I am joined by the lovely Miss Kim. She is calling in from near San Francisco, California, um, a small town outside of there. She is a stay-at-home mom with sounds like two really good kids, two and four years old. And I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Kim. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to talk to you. <laughs> well, then it's a mutual, it's a mutual feeling. <laughs> well, I, I'll, like I like to do in these interviews um, for any newbies here, but what I like to do from here out on these reverse interviews is I'm just going to hand the baton to Kim and she gets to lead the show. So whatever Sounds questions, good. yeah, whatever questions you've got, girl, I'm here for you. All right, perfect. Um, so just a reminder for you, yes. I um, found your book at the library. It literally almost fell off of the shelves into my arms. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Um, I've been doing CrossFit for like five years and I've done nutrition challenges through my gym off and on. I've done, I think like four or five and they're usually about four weeks. Um, and I've always had really great results. I love how I feel while I'm doing them. Um, and we do like macro counting. Um, and I've done the zone one time. I've never actually gone like full paleo. I've always gone like, okay, I'll clean up my diet, cut out 
most of the processed foods, but I still love my cheese and uh, yogurt. I find hard to like completely say goodbye to. Um, so when I saw your book, I was really excited. I'm like, okay, this is one of those sorts of like 28 day program. This is great. I've, I'm familiar with that. And now here's the step that I've been wanting to take going paleo or paleo-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I loved it. And my question starts with how do you take these challenges from a 28 day or a six week challenge or whatever it is and transition that to I'm this is my new lifestyle. I am taking this on for the rest of my life as a way of living healthy and eating foods that fuel me in a healthy way and just like taking my body to the next level or feeling good. Um, And how do you make it sustainable? I find it's very hard for me to get off of these challenges and keep it going and maintain that lifestyle that I want to have so badly. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, what a good question, Kim. You are definitely not alone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and really, uh, I'm, and I'm flattered and I'm honored that you would think to ask me because that is essentially in a nutshell, Kim, the one thing where I was, because I've been blogging since 2011, right? Putting out Mm -hmm. paleo friendly recipes. I've, I'm a nutrition consultant, so I've worked with folks one-on-one and I knew that I wanted to put together some sort of a resource for folks, be it a book or an online program. Mine just happened to be very similar to each other. Um, and But I wanted it to solve a unique need, right? Something that wasn't being addressed that seemed to be a pain point for people. And you that your question is exactly it. And that is essentially what I'm dedicating, what I've since dedicated my, my career and fed and fit to is the concept, and we really launched, I really, we, me, me, myself, and I, <laughs> you know, all the me's, we, we launched it um, with the idea that I wanted somebody, the destination is to just live fed and to live fit, you know, it's not a matter of restricting ourselves or dieting or to constantly be pushing for that, you know, next plateau, even there's nothing wrong with that, but it's the act of just living, living in that world. Um, and so, like I said, I'm flattered. I, it feels it feels good to have your <laughs> life's mission called out so directly. Um, so I, this is a fantastic question because it is such a mystery for so many people. Um, and I had to go, and I, I'm a slow learner, so I had to go through this and it took me a long while because I came from, you know, I can just relate because it's my own personal story, but I came from years of dieting. Mm-hmm. Right, really restrictive dieting, and then a lot, and then a lot of these paleo challenges were they weren't very popular back then. Um, mm-hmm. But I did do a zone paleo just to as what you spoke to, yeah. Um, and when I first started out, and it was really restrictive, which I could wrap my mind around because I was used to dieting. Um, but I, but as soon as that zone paleo phase kind of was over, I didn't want to give it up. Because I felt so great, you know, to your, again, to your point, I felt so great and I didn't want to give up feeling that way. But I also knew that I couldn't eat every morning, you know, a cup and a half of spinach and I was doing egg whites there. It's before we knew to eat the yolks, Um, you know, my egg whites and my 27 raspberries. Like, 
I couldn't live that way forever. Um, So that's when I put my thinking cap on and tried to figure out a way to turn it into a real deal lifestyle. And what took me nine months to figure out, and then plus the years (laughs) since then, um, (laughs) is what I've tried to help folks to is to bridge that gap between diet and lifestyle. So um, it does my very, very long way of saying, welcome, you're in the right (laughs) spot. (laughs) Um, So I think that there are some tricks to this. Okay. Now I am cautious of, I have a 28 day program, right? And it, Mm -hmm. and it almost feels contradictory to a lot of my principles to even have that out there in the world. But that's why I precede the 28 day program in the book with a lot of that background information. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I also try to put a heavy hand on or, or emphasize the importance of personalizing that journey for yourself. When you're limited to a certain number of pages, you have to give specific rules, right? And you Mm -hmm. have to, you have to list out specific guidelines. So it reads like a challenge. However, I like to call, I call it the project, the fed and fit project, because I see it more as. It's kind of like you ordered a, um, I don't know, a, a bookshelf from Ikea and, and your bookshelf comes in and they send you some tools and maybe they send you some paint sets with it and maybe it has a bunch of little holes. You can decide how many shelves you want, if you want it to be taller or wider or whatever it is. And it's more like a project. You get to figure out how you want to put it together and your bookshelf's going to look differently than anybody else's. And so that's why I very, you know, with a lot of intention and thought and reflection named it the project because I really wanted people to feel like I was giving them, yes, it's a finite number of tools and it's a finite amount of material that shows up in your box, but you get to use that to make something that's uniquely for you. So that's kind of the background on the project itself, the 28-day program. And so a way to bridge an investment, because it it is, if you do it to the letter, and there's nothing wrong with doing it to the letter, if you follow the 28-day program to the letter project, (laughs) even I get confused. (laughs) (laughs) If you follow the project to the letter for those 28 days, as written in the book, the online program's a little bit different because um, we offer folks a three-month-long version, which is a little more of a dip your, dip your pinky toe into the pool. And then next mm-hmm. week we'll dip our ankle into the pool. Um, you know, it, it, from the book context, there's nothing wrong with doing the project by the letter, following the scope perfectly. However, an important part of it is not just what you're putting on your plate and how many glasses of water you're drinking in a day and how many hours you slept last night and how often you worked out this week. Although those are technically the four pillars or three of the four pillars that go into this whole concept. It's not that that's not going to be the big takeaway. The biggest and the most important part of the project is the journaling capacity. I promise I'm eventually going to answer your question. Um, (laughs) I promise I'm getting there. It's the journaling, the importance of the journal. And it's not to journal necessarily. I had X amount of grams of chicken breast and 27 raspberries so much as it is to journal. I had, and peak, peak, long-term listeners, 
maybe even yourself, Kim, this is going to sound redundant a little bit because I say this a lot, but it's more about saying, wow, I woke up with so much energy today. Mm-hmm. I feel great. I'm bouncing out of bed. You know, I'm not following maybe a specific plan to the letter. What did I do yesterday that is making me feel this great? And you can look at it. You can say, oh, I had half of a sweet potato with dinner. I had all of my water. I slept seven and a half hours. And um, I had a bunch of leafy greens with breakfast yesterday morning. You know, and that kind of starts to get, and I only had one cup of coffee instead of my usual two and a half. Like, Whatever it is, those are all arbitrary things that I've just thrown out there. Um, But those are kind of big picture concepts that you're able to say, these are the things that if I want to feel this good, maybe it has something to do with those kinds of activities. And so you journal then these big, high-level lessons learned, the things that work for you and the things that do not work for you. So let's say the goal of the project is that you're journaling two to three of those a day. Even if you're not able, in the book I have a copy of a journal template. We also have a free download online. If you sign up for my newsletter, Fed and Fit's main newsletter, you get a free download for that. Um, just a PDF copy of it. Mostly for all the listeners listening. Just FYI, I forgot to, I always <laughs> forget to say those. there are tons of free resources if you sign up for the newsletter. Um, but anyways, there are, there are specific things to, to jot down when you're, when you're doing following that journal. I say write down your breakfast. How did you feel after? How did you feel two hours after? So on and so forth. Um, if you don't have time to journal that specifically, then just at the end of the day, in a little notebook that you start to keep or even in your phone, start to write down your two to three big lessons learned from that day as it pertains to health and wellness. And then at the end of 28 days, if you follow this project, you know, whether or not you followed the scope exactly or not, um, you're left with this list of powerful reflections that are just made for you, you know, and then you are then able to look at that and say, wow, avocado kind of makes me feel crummy. So if I eat less of it, it, I I tend to feel a little bit better or whatever it is. You know, it could be, it could be endless things or, wow, I do pretty well. I do okay with, um, grass fed yogurt in the morning. It doesn't bother me as much as I was afraid it would bother me because it's not technically paleo. You know, that's a way to break out of that strict diet mindset and start to build what's right for you and make it more lasting. Because for me, dairy is a part of my, I call it the perfect you plan, Mm -hmm. your your PYP, right? Um, Dairy is a part of my PYP, uh, you know, at least really dairy in my coffee and then the occasional yogurt and some cheese. Let's take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service that you guys, I personally use and trust for paleo and gluten-free friendly meals. When you sign up, you'll receive an email every week with a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. After only one to three hours of prepping on the weekend, you'll have all of your meals ready for the entire week. You'll save time and have amazingly delicious meals like smoky paprika chicken legs with a trio of roasted vegetables or turkey and zucchini lasagna. 
I have been blown away by the quality of the recipes and how easy they make meal planning. The founder, Allison, is offering you, the lovely Fed and Fit listeners, a free two-week trial to try it out. You really can't beat that. Check out prepdish.com forward slash fed and fit for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash fed and fit for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. You're going to love it. Did that answer some of your questions? Yes, absolutely. I think, um, you know, that's kind of part of the love hate with these challenges that I've had is that you kind of follow these really strict guidelines and you write down, well, when I was doing the macros, you write everything in your little new macronutrient calculator. And it's like, at the end of the day, I start to hate my phone and hate that calculator and hate looking at it. And I'm just so glad when it's over, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so this sounds like such a better way to find out what makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good and look at it in that sort of sense, as opposed to, okay, well, if I eat these cal amount of calories, I can get to this number on the scale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I have, I mean, I, I'm cautious of saying what I'm about. I am hesitant to, about saying what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> um, there's a lot of restrictive programs out there that I think do more harm than good when it comes to establishing a healthy relationship with food. Yeah. You know? And yeah. at the end of the day, if you actually want freedom, that feeling of freedom, like you can just live. You can just intuitively eat and you can just have breakfast and you can, you know, have the gluten-free toast or the gluten-free pasta and not worry about sabotaging any efforts. You're just living your life, you know, or you Absolutely. can, you know, or you can have while you're at your friend's house, you can have the ice cream or the extra glass of wine or whatever it is. It's just mm -hmm. life, you know, and you get to a point where that's a very freeing thing and not stressing over whether or not you should or should not be eating those things, I think does more not stressing about it does more for our health than stressing about it, having a sip and worrying if you mess things up. Absolutely. Yeah, I really like this approach. Good. Than what I've been doing. Or the sound of it, at least. Yeah. I have to, I have to put my feet in the water and get started with it. Um, yeah, but that's a really great answer to what I was asking. Good. Um, one of my other questions for you was, yes. what are some things that you go-to what are your like go-to snacks when and if you ever have like a salty chip craving or like a dessert craving that you just you want to you want to indulge in but maybe you're not really wanting to say okay I'm going to go have a piece of cake or whatever yeah do you have anything like that <laughs> I do I do this is a really good question so if I know that I'm low carb or too low carb that day like I missed maybe a carb with breakfast or um, or or any of my meals. I'm very pro healthy carbohydrates at all three meals, if two, if not all three meals. Um, so if that's the case, then I will lean on plantain chips. Okay. You know, if yeah. I want something salty and crunchy, or even those Jackson Honest chips, some sort of a potato chip. Um, look at you know, read the ingredients and make sure you're comfortable with the oils and whatever they're using. But Jackson's Honest is a really good one. Um, Siete's new tortilla chips, you know, you don't need very many of them, but you know, a couple of those will be good. And that's a nice form of a starch. 
And then if I am all covered on my starch intake for the day, which I normally am because <laughs> I, I'm a girl that loves to eat, um, but I still want something salty, I like to keep those sea snacks on hand. Have you ever those, had those? Like seaweed snacks? Yeah, those seaweed okay. snacks. Yep, yep. You My can, little guys love them. They do. That's <laughs> great. I mean, that's a really great one. I like to buy those in bulk. You probably yeah. already have them since yes. you're, you're kiddos. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like those. And that just satisfies that crunchy saltiness without really giving me more. Because sometimes a snack, you know, I, I like to think strategically about snacks. Is it is it is it making up for nutrients that I didn't get enough of at a meal? You know, um, and if that's the case, then I'll go for the slightly carbier, higher carb snack. Or, if, but if it's just something where I just want to munch on something, then I try to make sure it has the lowest nutritional impact, um, so it doesn't throw off, you know, my body's normal rhythm between the three meals. And so right. that's where the sea snacks come in really nice and handy. Awesome. Yeah. And then uh, for desserts, <laughs> I. Man, I mean, it's hard to say because I'm coming out of February. And for whatever reason, for the month of February, at least me as a food blogger, I felt like all I did, I, th I seriously, Kim, I think I bought 20 bags of chocolate in the it's month. Valentine's Day. It really is everywhere. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's wonderful I, and it's awful. It is. And you know, and I don't even like, cho I like chocolate, but I don't like chocolate that much. I was yeah. making it for you know, for demonstrations and who know, and for recipes for the blog. Anyway, so I thought I like the month of February, I was not missing a dessert. Um, but outside of that, cause that's just what's recently on my mind is no more sweets. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to March and, you know, spring type foods. But, um, I would say that I tend to lean on, oh, Gummies are really nice. I really, if you like sweet and sour kind of things, I really like um, lemon lime gummies. I've got a recipe for those in the book. Um, mm -hmm. Those are really tart and really delicious and kind of sweet. And if you're not following the project, the letter, add a little honey in there. It makes them really yummy. Um, what else? You know, every once in a while I will do, if I do bake anything, like a, you know, a grain-free brownie or some cookies or whatever it is. There's a bunch of recipes on my blog. Um, I will freeze them and wrap them in individually, maybe in some parchment paper, and then freeze them in a big bag. And if I ever want a sweet treat, I will just take one of those out, defrost it, and enjoy it. So that kind of helps me moderate so I don't, it's not a slippery slope. Yeah, that's a great tip. I like that a lot. Yeah. Perfect. Well, the last thing I had to ask you was about kids. I'm um, a relatively new listener, but I think you don't have kids as of yet. But I'm curious what you think of them eating this sort of life or eating this way. If yeah. it's something that they can thrive on um, and if you think that there needs to be maybe like some more added to it, like rice or pasta or, or things like that to kind of beef it up a little bit. Or if you think that this kind of lifestyle is something that they could go along with too. Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, kiddos are going to need a little bit more carbs. I don't, to answer your question, I don't have kids yet. 
We're tossing it up. We're gonna see. <laughs> we're gonna see what the universe has planned for us. Um, we and let well, Gus's my Great Pyrenees feelings would be yes. very hurt right now if he heard that I said that. But <laughs> we don't have any two-legged kiddos yet. There you go. Um, you know that's a great great question. I think that it it is true that kiddos, and it depends on what you know, your little ones gravitate towards, what kind of foods Mm -hmm. they gravitate towards. Because at the end of the day, sometimes they just need to eat. Um, So I think that higher carb, thinking about that, is a really good thing to focus on. Obviously trying to get in vegetables wherever you can, and that depends on their preferences. Um, It's going to be really important. To answer your question directly, the paleo template is great for kids, but I would definitely focus on uh, more starches. Okay. For them, and don't be shy about fruit. Okay. It's great. Um, and when I say starches, that includes, of course, potatoes, beets, plantains, um, all the potatoes, all the different colors. But white rice is fine to throw in there. Gluten-free pasta is fine. Um, those uh, I, I do I do tend to err on the side of gluten-free. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it can be a problematic protein, whether you already have a sensitivity to it or not. You know, while we're building our digestive tract and it's just, it can tend to over time build up and cause some sort of a resistance. So every once in a while introducing it, if you know, you're eating out, it's hard to really control what winds up on your plate. So they're going to be fine um, in, in those regards, unless you know of a specific intolerance to be aware of. But at home, I think it's definitely fine to have gluten-free stuff. Oatmeal, if they like oatmeal, things like that mm-hmm. are definitely great. Okay. Wonderful. Well, I think that you have answered all my questions. I've loved starting to learn about you and your your project, and I've just picked up my own copy of the book <laughs> last week, so I have it here, and I am, um, yeah, I just think everything that you're doing is so wonderful, and I'm, I've really enjoyed learning from your website and your book so far. Oh, Kim, you're just the best. Thank you so much for that. That is so kind. I'm excited to know, too, that my book is in a library. I need, it reminds me that I need to run around. I'm in San Antonio, Texas. I need to go around to all the libraries here and <laughs> give them a copy. Um, but thank you so much for writing in, being so sweet and gracious um, and coming on today's call and asking such great questions. I know, I know in the bottom of my tummy, in the, my gut, that other <laughs> folks out there Um, are going to be thankful that you asked those questions. So thank you again for coming on. Thank you. Awesome. And for all of you lovely listeners, thanks for dialing in today. Remember that you can find a complete transcript of today's show. So if you missed something and you want to go back and reread it, but you don't want to rewind, then you can just head over to fedandfit.com and you can pull up the full transcript. And then if you enjoyed today's show, please head over to Amazon, or excuse me, not Amazon. Amazon's where you can review my book. (laughs) Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. The more reviews uh, that are left there, the more likely it is this podcast will pop up in front of other folks. And who knows, who knows who might be out there that could, could benefit from some of these words. Thanks again, Kim, for coming on the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back again next week.